Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben, and Hector is not here. He uh, is painting a, something down in Miami on a racetrack or something like that. I'm not exactly sure what he's painting, but something pretty cool with his uh, little uh, painting duo he has called Chalk Guys. And if you haven't checked it out, you should uh, Google Chalk Guys and, and check out some of their work because they do this really awesome like 3D chalk art and stuff like that. If you listen to this... Uh, podcast then you probably know all about it because we talk about it quite a lot um yeah so that's what he's doing but we've got a lot of exciting things going on in the world of 561 music at the moment we have announced our festival last week and um the festival has a whole slew of bands which we're really excited about um and we set it up so that no one overlaps each other it's one band and the next and the next and there's gonna be two stages like a main stage and then um like a solo duo stage and we're kind of gonna bounce between them we've got spread the dub sierra lane sons of a tradesman no name scar band i'm in that band bryce allen band victoria lee joey calderaio um Butch and the Fat Dubes, who I believe are now going by the moniker BFD, which is also the name of an app you can use for making drums, but whatever. It's a big fucking deal. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That, that too. The Shake, Jake Walden Band, Sandman Sleeps, Fall Victim, uh, Jacob Tacos, Micah Scott, Josh Miles, Dominic Delaney, um, me again. Apparently, I'm very selfish. I didn't realize I was on this so many times until right now. Alyssa Kuhn. Um, Fox Maple and Paper Carcass so um, if you're a fan of any of or all of those bands or just a fan of um, helping out local musicians and local music and you want to come support our festival we would really appreciate it if you go to our website which is um, 561music.com you can buy tickets so we've we've got like a whole thing set up so you can buy tickets online they're 10 bucks and uh we'd really appreciate if you bought a few in advance because it will stop us from being terrified about uh, the amount of money that is costing us to put (laughs) but it's yeah it's at uh matthew's uh brewing so uh yeah come and check it out we're we're really looking forward to it and i think it's going to be a lot of fun um yeah so we got uh sam and adam from news from brie how's it going guys hey how you doing fantastic Yeah. yeah awesome so uh I've, I think I've sort of found out. I've known um, you, Adam, for a long time, and Sam, I've known you for quite a long time. But I think I, I found out about uh, the band first because I started seeing things every now and again online with other people, other bands with feet drums, and I was like, hmm, <laughs> not sure, sure about this. <laughs> again, stepping on our toes a little bit here. But uh, no, um, since then I've. I've been a, a big fan of, and you know we play a lot of the same kind of, in, in the same kind of mm-hmm. world of gigs and you know i've definitely been a fan for a long time but um yeah it's nice to have you how's it going good to be here yeah uh, great to be feeling here. good yeah cool so why don't we just sort of get going with these questions that um i like to ask everyone just to, uh, questions about you know where why they started playing music and both of you are very accomplished uh musicians and it has to have come from somewhere so uh what was your sort of early experience with music, would you say? Oh, I grew up playing music in church. Okay. You know, that's kind of a lot of people's yeah, uh, story. It, is, yeah. uh, it was mostly drums at the time. That's my first instrument. Been doing that for 13 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, but just had went to the whole mega church with the band and everything. Okay. Was, watched the drummers play as a little kid. Like, oh, I want to do that. And it was like, it's either you have to do something. You have to do either music, sports. Like, you know, sure, kind of got yeah. the ultimatum from my mom. Like, you got to got to do something you can't just sit around here all day gotcha so i was like i want to play drums okay cool so, and then i you know took lessons and then his fate played at the church for a good long time and then well that's a, you know that is i think possibly my favorite thing about church <laughs> as a musician is that it, it's got this this access to music you know mm-hmm. and uh, so many people say the same thing you're exactly right you know we've had a ton of people who come on here and i, I asked them that question and that's the answer and it's kind of similar for me too you know when i was young um that that was my first access to music, singing in choirs and all that stuff at the beginning, and then playing in little sort of church things as well. Mm. So I can relate, man. Were your parents uh, mu- musical? Not really. My mom dabbled in instruments, and my dad did like church singing type of stuff. But neither one like really. N- no one ever like tried to make money with it or like do it as a regular like real gotcha. super serious thing. I don't think. And like, when did you start picking up other instruments and stuff like that? couple years later okay. maybe you know guitar was probably two two years after drums so you know they're all kind of in that in that decade area 
Gotcha. I, th- I think I might have played. Ba- I think it might have been bass first. It might have been drums to bass to guitar. Like pretty, how old are you at this point when you tw- picked when I when I picked those up? Yeah, yeah. Well, I started drums at thirteen, and right. then uh, the others, you know, probably fifteen, sixteen, you know, whatever. The yeah. Guitar- the guitarist got all the girls, you know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> when I was um, a kid, I was pointed towards the more kind of orchestral type music music yeah, um, instruments. When I was, you know, before I before I got to my sort of teenage years, but then I, you know, really pressured my mum into like oh i want to get a guitar so bad and eventually when i was 12 they let me they let me get a guitar mm. but I, before that it was all like piano and sax and, yeah i've you know. never under i've never understood what possessed my parents to let me have an acoustic drum set in the house it's awesome it's but it was so stupid why <laughs> like, <laughs> they did the same thing for my brother when yeah. i got the guitar so, they got my brother a drum just set. deafening deafening all day yeah. and like and like you're you're bad at drums for a while before you get good like yeah, you don't sure. sound good right away yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely so. But no, it's de- definitely awesome, and it's not like you haven't made use of them. So you know, I, I, yeah, I think yeah, it's just it worked, wonderful when parents out. support that stuff. You know, what about you, Adam? What got you into music? Uh, well, there was a kazoo I had when I was a kid. No, I, was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was a quiet kid, and I would just take any excuse to just be alone. So right. learning all the scales out of the back of the book on clarinet—that was killer. Right, gotcha. So, started with clarinet, I think, in like fifth grade. Yeah, because they wouldn't let you start on saxophone, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And like many people, I made a poor choice of. Playing saxophone. Right. Uh, yeah, sad. I did that through high school and then, you know, went to college, did guitar and stuff along the way. Okay. Yeah. So it was like mainly sax for you. But did, did you ever take piano lessons? Oh, yeah. When I was in school, you have to take a bunch of it. Right. Yeah, I took like two years of piano proficiency. Right. What, yeah. what school did you go to? FAU. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, did you, fun time. Did, did you do a music degree there? Yeah, yeah. I did, I did education. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I did a, I did a music degree. I've got a B-Muzz. B Moss. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. I know, right? <laughs> At least I'm using it kind of. <laughs> it's better than just having a BM, I can tell you. That. <laughs> Man, am I the only one at this table without a music degree? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, but yeah, I, ultimately, the only reason I did it was just so I could kind of, you know, play for time while I was trying to push my band and stuff. And mm-hmm. it sort of worked. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, in terms of, uh, let's go back to you, Sam. In terms of. Uh, your musical tastes what would you say that uh the first people that really kind of sparked your uh inspiration uh-huh. i mean well i mean growing up in my household i had to you know couldn't really listen to non-christian music really, it um, Christian, yeah it was pretty right. pretty pretty uh strict on that um right what about stuff that's i think like, kind of like um the, the kind of the kind of like we're christian like but we're not saying it out loud yeah like uh no not really even not really i wasn't really listening to anything secular until i was at least like a teenager like really? it was really kind of kind of a bummer because i'm you know had to do a lot of catching up um yeah. but uh but yeah i think the first album i remember listening to and i would have it in like the shitty boom box and the cd got all cracked and it would like skip you know and i'd be yeah. in the living room like doing whatever but like you know just have the it on repeat on this boom box was the beautiful letdown by switchfoot okay yeah that was so that was like they were kind of like the we're christian but not out loud so you can still feel cool listening to us (laughs) (laughs) so but yeah no that was like i think that was the first time i like i mean it was definitely the first full album i remember like and like knowing every single song because i just had it on repeat and yeah just like listening to the instruments even back then like this was you know a few years before i even started playing anything yeah so just listening and be like oh that's that's sick i mean i, I sort of nodded along like i know what they sound like but i have no idea is it yeah. is it um like rock, the kind of rock it's music? like yeah kind of rock like very like very you know like 2001 alternative rock okay. you know kind of the acoustic guitar all the blonde dudes with bangs like okay, you know gotcha. like like <laughs> yeah. kind of like surfy a little bit you okay. know i mean they're cool like very very nostalgic for me every once in a while i'll put on one of their songs i'll be like oh man now, which foot the... did they start on they <laughs> know, well yeah. which one was the first <laughs> i don't know switch what's a surfing thing but i don't i don't know enough about surfing i think to... i think it's to do with which way you're standing on the board and it's got to be to the other way yeah yeah nice. i think it's, i think so the... it's exactly what it sounds like and i yeah. probably, <laughs> probably, probably could have just guessed that one it sounded like i knew what i was talking about <laughs> so it's not really any of my business but did you keep up with the christian thing no right not at all yeah, the um, it has a way of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I don't. I have a pretty good relationship with it really. Like, you know, I'm I'm glad for everything that I did do church. Oh yeah, I no, no. Really. I look back on it all like like my especially yeah that whole church experience, learning to play music. Like that's all like positive. Yeah. Memory. Like despite everything, despite all the you know all the weirdness and drama, whatever. But like yeah. like I view that experience so positively, and I know it made me able to do everything I'm able to do now. I know a lot of people that were brought up 
kind of quite strictly Catholic have, you know, some, some beef with it. Some do anyway. Like, you know, my dad was brought up Catholic and I think that, you know, he, he, he sort of resented it when he was a young man. I think he's sort of come back to it now in his older years. But, but you know, because it's very sort of guilt-based, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But everything that I did relating to sort of being at church was pretty, you know, tea with the vicar. You know, it's pretty mild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, well, in terms of early influences, what were you listening to when you were younger? Oh, boy. Um, mostly jazz, a lot of jazz stuff really? when I was younger. Oh. Um, saxophone turned me on, so I was listening to Coltrane and, you know, Bird to yeah. start. You and got you that amazing into, Charlie Parker omnibook and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to play out of the omnibook. Yeah. But, um, yeah, then you get into weird people like Joe Henderson who just sound bad. And then yeah. you yourself start to sound like Joe Henderson and people are like, oh, my God, why? Don't do, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, because it's don't awesome. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So and then I don't know. Yeah. I mean, guitarists like Vi's cool. You know, right. Satriani's super cool. I used to listen to, you know, a lot of that stuff. Yeah. I thought Satriani was a space alien. That was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. And then people like George Van Epps and like just jazz guitar guys were always kind of cool. Okay. Um, chord melody stuff, I, I try to work on that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like jazz chord melodies is like where my guitar playing gets to and stops. And I've just been practicing that. <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hear that. I'm working out of the, the green chord chemistry book right now. That shit's crazy. Right. Well, half awesome. of them are voicings I play and know, and the other half are just like, wait, you can't do that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. shit. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, there's always more to discover with that stuff. Absolutely, yeah. I've 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 sat with that Joe Pass book and and just been humiliated by it. For yeah, he's that three chord, three note chord master. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. yeah, he's crazy. Uh, um, you're one of the, you know, the more, uh, I guess musically educated people that we've had. had he's on still my you. heart. <laughs> but you just know a lot about it, you know, which is cool. And so it's nice to have you on. And you know, I've, I've known you for a long time. Just working Jupiter Music, I always come in and I always think to myself, that Adam, he knows what, he knows what he's talking about. He knows <laughs> I'm about incredibly guitar. gratified. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Jeez, dude. What a nice thing to hear. <laughs> yeah, man. So with news from Brie, it's kind of primarily, um, like Killbillies, it's sort of primarily covers, isn't it? Yeah. Like, um, but uh, you've also written a, like a couple of originals, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sam's the driving force behind the originals on that project for sure. Gotcha. Yeah, do you both write original music? Have you got original music out there? I've got tons of stuff, but I don't release any of it. Most of that right. stuff I write to just see what works. Sometimes I'll loop something or record something, but I don't really produce it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you um, do you have like a, I'm going to start with you, Sam? Do you have a writing process? Uh, yeah, get it done as fast as possible before I start to hate it. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I mean, really, you know, it just I totally understand. It has to start with it starts with something, and it's something different every time. Like, it might be a a, a single chord or a little bass riff or a, a a beat that I've programmed or like just some sentence that's like, Oh, that'd be a good lyric. Yeah. But there's something that kickstarts it. And then it kind of snowballs from there. And then it's like, Oh God, get it done. Get it done. I'm going to hate it in about five minutes. Like, so yeah. Um, but yeah, and I've, and I've had, I don't know. I've had kind of a different writing. Like, I think the first, the first original songs I ever had that were released were with the helmsman. Right. I wrote two songs with them. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, don't love them so much now cause they're, you know, older of well, I still like time time is awesome um yeah absolutely. but uh but um but then then I had a solo project that I did yeah. for a little bit and we did like three shows I was actually I met Adam in that context uh, okay because he played a uh, electric guitar what was it me. called Cardinal Moses okay um I we did I played guitar yeah you played guitar for <laughs> those those three bad gigs we did it was a lot of fun um, it That's was a cool it was name a lot was of it, fun is it, is it a name that was kind of implying that your name was Cardinal Moses or was it just the name of the not band? really I mean <laughs> I think there were a few people online who like thought that was my name but I was always yeah. pretty clear that it was a moniker gotcha. like it's not it would be a pretty um, cool name honestly. but yeah I did uh, I did like an album and an EP and a bunch more singles after that like you know it was a pretty decent body of work but now I'm kind of like I don't know I think I might be done with it and so if I ever do original music again it'd have to be a different name yeah Um, I feel like once you you've kind of started doing stuff like that it's always going to be there you're you're more mm -hmm. you're you're more than you know if if original music really it's going to come back you're going to start doing it again at some point Mm -hmm. I remember we were talking about it at the uh that looping thing you came to that and you were yeah, watching yeah, yeah. it and you were telling me you know you got gone to, you're at uni and you're busy and it's, it's just sort of not really a priority right now yeah. yeah 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 i feel like my brain's just a little fried yeah I so you know do. and you know eventually hopefully it'll be a little less fried and i'll have a little more overhead to i've got work this with. real desire to do it like a some kind of psychology qualification mm-hmm. it's because of some stuff that you know i want to understand better that's going going on mm-hmm. um and uh 
but I know I just know I remember being at university. It's a lot of work. It is. Yeah. You know, you can't yeah, it's not can't easy. fake it. You yeah, I've been doing it. I've been doing, I've been doing it full time the past three years. Like, yeah, it really is. Yeah. I mean, then that's that's the great thing about doing music and teaching lessons as a living. That's the only reason I'm able to go to school. Right. Like the fact that I can still like pay my rent and yeah. shit and like, but go to school during the day and then play gigs and teach lessons all night. Like it's exhausting, but it's like it makes it possible. To it do works. It. Like, yeah, for it's, sure. It's the, I can't think of any other job I could do that I would be able to have a flexible enough schedule. You know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of. Uh... Students work. I, when I was a student, I worked behind a lot of bars. Yeah, you know, that yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, I have to be like a bartender, or, yeah, you know, yeah. or work at like a late night store or something weird. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't right. know what I would. I don't the know night would shift do. at Walmart. Uh, but I really, I, I, I feel like we should make an album at some point. Just Definitely. like a weird, like, like pop rock, whatever nonsense, or just you do cool beats and I put bad lyrics over. I don't that know, like something cool. <laughs> but I think a you dream should, in a bottle. I personally <laughs> think you guys should. Uh, I don't know that other people have said this to you before because you said this to me the other night as well. I, um, but I think you should you, you should write some more originals with news from Breach, just because I love the name because yeah, it's it so is. delightfully. I, d- I do love the name. Yeah. We, <laughs> not the cheese, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean even the originals we have like a, I an embarrassingly high part of the reason that I wrote those was that so people would stop asking. <laughs> you said that to me as well. Yes. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, do you have originals? Do you have originals? Where are your originals? Where can I listen to your songs? I don't have any. We don't have any. We just play. Didn't, did you hear us? Did, did you not hear us play three hours of covers? This is what we do. <laughs> yeah. And so finally I was like, all right, I'm going to write a couple just to kind of get people off my back. Yeah. Well, I, you know, which I, is such a, which is so cynical and horrible to say out loud. Like, I feel like that's like the least, the least musically, Good thing I can say. Yeah, it's funny though, and and the the, the thing about it's like, it was it, such a chore. I mean, I've heard them. The thing about it is they're good songs, so you know whatever whatever that. works. No, you know? I, I mean I like, I mean I like them. Like I think that you know I I didn't like you know I I still tried, but like you know I I like them. They're they're cool, but we yeah, never definitely. we never ever play them. Right. You know, because like no one knows them. Like no one wants to hear that. No, I hear you. But with Killbillies, I feel like uh, some of the songs I wrote because they really they segue really nicely into some of the covers we yeah. do <laughs> it just works mm-hmm. and then um i, I think i came from a, a, a i was in this punk rock band for 10 years and i wasn't willing to just completely kind of hang it up you know i wanted to yeah. i wanted to still have i writing music for me there's some somehow it's tied into kind of my sort of self-image you know what i mean totally if, I, yeah. if i was like just playing covers it'd kind of bum me out i think yeah 100 percent. i hear that yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, Adam, do you have any uh, writing uh, like processes that you use? I feel like Sam pretty much hit it on the head. Starts right. with a riff or something, you develop it. For yeah. me, the process never moves beyond like just getting it out and seeing what grooves together, and just oh, maybe I'll take a voice memo of that, and then it's gone. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. But yeah, I mean, you just have to get in the habit of doing it. I tell my students with guitar to cultivate an obsession with the instrument. To keep yeah. your hands on it. If you're bored, grab your guitar. If you're, you know, if you just ate, grab your guitar. Yeah. Just got out of the shower, grab your guitar. That's a very yeah. nice way of putting still it. Cultivate an obsession. That's it, man. That's awesome. And same thing with writing. I think like the writing process is. Uh, like I feel really right with you on the, it has to be done in five minutes or I hate it. Like if I write a D&D campaign and we don't play it that weekend, I fucking throw it out. I throw it out. <laughs> I delete the fucking file. I read through it first and I'm like, this is trash. I'm trash. This is trash. Garbage. It's like it's like looking in the mirror for more than like six seconds. Oh, barf! It's Absolutely like, barf! Yeah, you walk because oh. you walk past the mirror and it's like, okay, I see you. Don't yeah, look yeah, too yeah. close. And then, But oh. then you look closer and it's like, oh God, there's a pimple and oh God, there's that and oh God, am I getting old? Like, and the no. beauty of just walking past it too is I've, I've got very practiced at walking past it at just the right angle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Side left like <laughs> If I flex my triceps real hard when I, when I Look at how it strains against my shirt. Oh. <laughs> if I flex as hard as I can, the vein pops out. <laughs> Women do love a vascular man. <laughs> flexes around all women <laughs> no seriously with music I get to the point where I produce something and it's like oh this sucks and uh, uh, it's ridiculous yeah. I really find it hard to get past that point quite you know? honestly nine times out of ten is what happens with me I, sure. I thought so it's that one time out of ten you know yeah yeah the one that makes it I mean yeah, I've heard exactly. photographers say you know you take like a thousand pictures to get you know Full just good shots, a handful yeah. of good ones you know yeah. like you're just you know you're snapping constantly but you're not keeping most of what you come up with totally I have about ten hard drives full of like Ideas where where I was like, no, I guess I don't like it anymore, and they just just live in my in a box in my studio. And I have oh, yeah, a I very have, haunted box in yeah. my studio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have I have tons of both Helmsman, Cardinal Moses, and News from Bree 
like I have tons of demos that are like fully produced written songs that I was just like, nah. Yeah. You know, just tons of them. They're, you know, all over like some are probably in a laptop or some are probably my old laptop and some are on Google Drive. So, you know, they're all scattered all over the place. But yeah, yeah I know there's quite a few fully fully written and pretty much produced songs, like just demos that I recorded. Yeah. Um, I know. Yeah. I mean, it just a lot I've, of material, but, you know. I know what it is for me that is the biggest stumbling block for writing is that I can write music very fluently. But when it comes to lyrics, mm-hmm. I have to be inspired. It's something yeah. has to. I have to be significantly inspired. Like mm-hmm. you know, and it, it doesn't happen that often. Like um, if I just try and write lyrics, they're always terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I just have to. Something mm-hmm. has to come to me when I'm walking around, or I have to kind of be really like whoa by some kind of you know thing I read or something. You know, mm-hmm. and then and then it works. But yeah. you know, I can't just can't just be like okay, I'm gonna write a bunch of lyrics today. Yeah, never, yeah. Never like I'm gonna sit out. down and will this out. Like yeah, that's no. it's never gonna happen. Yeah. And when we practice with the band, what usually happens with Kilbillies when we write songs is um, we'll get it to a certain point and then we'll start playing it out live and, and you'll realize that a certain part's kind of embarrassing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, okay, let's not do that. Bit. That's happened with a lot of our covers too. Yeah. Like we'll choose a cover and we'll rehearse it and it'll sound really tight and then we play it one time in a gig. It's like, oh yeah, oh. never. Oh, never. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not not that. Like, the And concept. then, you know, plenty of songs got one or two gigs and then got cut yeah. immediately. There are yeah. songs that we said no to like two years ago that now we're doing and we're like, this is the best idea. Yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah. Five, I think 500 Miles was a pretty old yeah. idea and now it's, I think it's the best song in our set. It's a great response. Like, yeah. The only reason Killbillies don't play it is because years Cause ago. Because we already do it. <laughs> <laughs> years ago, Micah said that he used to do it with the previous band that he was in and mm-hmm. he wouldn't want to do it anymore. Huh. So like 10 years ago, we were like, okay, we're not going to do it. And so then that has just somehow stayed. But um, Out of respect. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> James um, plays it in his in Butch and Fat Dudes. Mm-hmm. And so he knows all the words. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a, it I mean, everyone loves it. You yeah, know? Exactly. And you get, the, you get the harmonies just right in the little da 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 You know, you get jam. people dancing and singing. And yeah, it's, it's totally. a good one. So yeah, good. Blast. Maybe you can play it for us later. Maybe we will do that in the future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's hilarious. The um, the next thing that I want to ask is my favorite question of the podcast, and it's: Do you practice? And what do you practice if you practice? Mike, yep, yeah, yeah, up. definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I I think a lot. Like lately, when I when I practice at home, a lot of times I'm just like. I'm just taking a practice pad and some drumsticks and practicing like some just rudiments and stuff like that, which okay. is funny because I don't really play anywhere near as many drumming gigs as I'd like. I don't know if you'd um, be amazed by this or not, but most people don't. We have people on like nearly everyone who comes huh. on here says, "No, I'm just at gigs." Yeah, I don't. I don't practice anywhere near enough, but that right. is owing to the same reasons I don't write songs. Like I'm just my brain is too taken up with other stuff yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. Um, you know, school and all that. Um, but yeah, sometimes I'll like I'll sit down. And I'll be like, "All right, I'm going to practice this." position of the major scale or whatever and it's yeah. like all right like i'll just run through that a few times with a click and you know do like eighth notes triplets 16th you know just like to kind of yeah. just make sure that my hands are st- even if i'm not really learning anything new yeah just make sure that i'm not getting rusty for too. sure yeah you know, especially if i have like you know several days in a row without a gig or something it's like i want to make sure that my my hands are still yeah and you i'm staying I mean, sharp adam and i teach music do you ever teach me yeah 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 do? i've been doing that yeah for oh, over five six jupiter years yeah yeah. yeah yeah i'm at jupiter music now i used to right. teach at absolute also okay um cool. but yeah i've been doing that for quite a while yeah i feel like that um sort of helps you know like um because i what i do it, i've said this on this podcast like a million times but um i'll get here like an hour or so beforehand you know mm-hmm. what i mean and i sit yeah. there because it's all set up for that basically mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. as i'll sit down and just play through some stuff some scales and stuff yeah, yeah. and sometimes i'll practice if a student doesn't show up yeah you know, exactly it's like, all right this is a perfect you know little half hour slot for me to run through some stuff like, yeah maybe totally. learn or you know or it might even be just like okay like i, I, I do a you know some solo gigs and it's like all right i'm gonna learn a couple new tunes yeah. for a solo gig it's like this is a perfect time to sit down play through it one time and it's like all right i got it like you yeah, know, just man. kind of make sure to... are you doing that are you, are you right now are you teaching like, yeah, 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 yeah 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 i do that uh, available now. a couple days at a this guy's <laughs> store yeah cool that's awesome so you got a lot going on man got the degree the teaching yeah. and the gigs i do the teaching and the gigs yeah. minus the degree so it turns out that it is possible to do all three so maybe i need to pull my well, finger out of my, my fingers yeah. fucking crossed <laughs> i'm not <laughs> i haven't finished the degree yet so. Yeah. <laughs> so what about you adam what's going on when you practice uh 
I think the biggest thing is to differentiate between when you're playing and yeah. when you're practicing. You know, I feel like playing is doing something, not rehearsing something you've done before to get it better, but just to have a guitar in your hands or, you know, flute in your hands or something. Yeah. I constantly have an instrument in my hands. Sure. But, uh, you know, I wake up and I'm either like And you walking. know you're going to be? You're going to be the man who's walking over That's right. next to <laughs> the trees? <laughs> per, per, top score. <laughs> like, you know, I'll wake up and I'll drink coffee and I'll walk the dog and I know I'm going to be the person who has a guitar in his hand about 15 minutes later, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, I do spend, like, daily time looking through, like, new chord books I've never read before, learning new jazz standards I've never done before, or rehashing the crest in to make sure I can still do the little diminished passage, you know? Sure. Like, so I, I think I practice enough. But I think school kind of trained me into that. Yeah. For, for anyone who doesn't know, because I think it might just be me and you who knew what you just said. <laughs> but there, there's this amazing um, like uh, piece for the outer saxophone by this guy. Um, is he called Paul Creston? I think it is yeah, Paul Creston. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, there's, and there's some really tricky parts in it. Yeah, that's an artist insane. Yeah. When I was at university, it was one of the things that they were having. Is that sophomore year for you, for you or junior year? Later? It was, it was the first junior, year, first whatever year, that is. First, was that junior year? No, it was, uh, freshman year. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I did it sophomore year, but I can't remember now. Yeah. I, my university career was weird. I, I, I did a, a year, but then I just got had way too much fun and and went home. Classic. <laughs> and, then, nice. and then I went back Then I went back and, fit, and did, redid the, the whole thing. I had to go yeah. back and do all three years. But, um, yeah, definitely uh, – Definitely did my degree, but it took me a couple of tries to get to 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 get the first That's year. That's totally going. fine. The trick yeah. the trick is to to take five years off after high school. <laughs> yeah, there you go, and yeah, then yeah. get and then realize you've made a terrible mistake. And well, I was at a boarding school, and I got you know like. I just freedom was just a little bit too much for me. Yeah. You know? No, when I yeah. got out there. I, I was mean, like, yeah, when I <laughs> no, 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 yeah, when I when I joined when I joined my first band, I was like going to bars and hanging out at bars all night at nineteen years old. Like, yeah. like Time to go. I was no, I mean I was fortunate that I had more responsible people around me yeah. know, to make sure that I didn't like do something insane. Right. You know, yeah. like it's you know but yeah, like that that amount of freedom. Like I li- I grew up had a pretty sheltered upbringing. So yeah. then like you get out into the world. Yeah. You know, and then it's like oh my god. <laughs> well, I think part of it for me was because I had this kind of and I I think I just got some clarity on it like right now sitting here, but yeah. I think it was it was that it um I'd sort of made music and kind of everything that sort of goes along with music in, in in one sense with the kind of partying and stuff mm-hmm. my identity when I was in this very sheltered environment but then I went to I moved to Manchester which is not a sheltered environment yeah. the opposite of that and you know this was now my identity and I kind of embraced it full force but uh, you know the uh, the safety the training wheels were off you know yeah and yeah just yeah so and they don't they don't control. come off gradually it's like they're just like <laughs> yeah. oh just gone just yeah, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was depressed for freshman year of college, so I got off scot free. Oh, there you go. Where Great. did you go? Oh, FAU. Oh, that's right. I think yeah. Yeah, it. Yeah. I said a different one last time. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, can Janet, you, can we go back and have a look at that? Yeah, Janet, come where on. Where is off FAU? Is it just is it Boca? Is the it Boca campus. Point? That's where yeah, Sam's okay. going now. Okay. I go to the well. I go to the Jupiter one. Oh yeah. Well, okay. the college. The right. the Wilkes Did you college. move out of home when you went down? Or did you go to live in Boca? Freshman freshman year, I think I lived there for the first semester, and then I was commuting the second semester. I gotcha. Because it was forty five minutes away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering. Uh, um, all right, what else we got here? Um, yeah. So when it comes to news from Bree. You got any uh, got any plans? Got any future plans? For the First uh, folk band on Mars. <laughs> okay. Elon's going to bring the cost down to five hundred thousand, and then I think if we get, you I know, think we could swig it. One point seven five million. That might. All right. Well, yeah, that'll be good. One point seven five million. <laughs> I think that might cover the equipment and the third guy. Yeah, so there you go. Cool. I think we'll Perfect. be set. Uh, generate gasoline generator won't run on Mars, so that'll be interesting. But we got a lot of challenges to overcome. Not so. first band on Mars, but first Lord of the Rings inspired. There we go. You don't want to play to the conquest. We don't want to pigeonhole ourselves. What we didn't talk about, which I'm quite interested in, is, and we were kind of talking about it before we started the, the podcast, is is the helmsman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you give a little bit of a, because we never really talked about it that much on the podcast. Can you give us a little bit of a potted history of the, of the Helmsman? Insider scoop. You yeah, get all, the, yeah. all the dirty secrets. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know. When I did the band start? Uh, they started before I was in, in it. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Derek and Jesse had it for a bit. I think they had it for maybe like two years before I was even in. They were playing for a while. And then uh, Jacob Tacos uh, yeah. played, started playing with them at some point and they became a trio. 
Right. Um, and then they, they, I think they cycled through like different bassists and drummers and stuff like that. Right. Um, I might be a little out of order here because this is all before I was in it. And then, okay. uh, and then, and then Miko joined. He played bass. Right. And I think they had, you know, still cycling a little bit with drummers. And then they kind of landed on me. Right. Um, and I was, you know, I didn't know any of them. I was like totally out of the blue. I just happened to have a mutual friend. Oh, okay. You know, and I, I had, you know, been posting like, hey, I need a band to join. Like I was out of high school. I had already decided I wasn't going to college that semester. Yeah. You know, um, and so I just was like, hey, someone find me a band to play drums in. Right, and, yeah. You know, someone messaged me, hey, my buddy has this band. They need a drummer. How long ago was that? It's just like 2014. Okay. Um, yeah, because yeah, I would have been 19. Um, but yeah, so, and then I, you know, called this guy up. It ended up being Derek, who, yeah. you know, um, talked to him on the phone for a little bit. We scheduled a little rehearsal with me and him and Jesse. And yeah, we just, we jammed a little bit. We and should was, do a Helmsman episode of this. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd, be that'd be that'd be wild to get that yeah. get that back together because we're doing we do reunion shows once in a while now yeah, with exactly. the four piece. It's really really nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're doing one at Maxie's line on February fourth. Oh, cool! It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, gonna be, awesome. gonna be nuts. They have a liquor license now. Are you kidding? Really? That's it's gonna awesome. be dangerous. I'm, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I, I think you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, what else about the? What else do you want to know? Just curious. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when did the band like kind of fold? And like you know, or like cease being active. Uh, I think that was me. That's on me. Oh really? I was the first one to quit. <laughs> oh right. Okay. I just you know, that's like 2017 or maybe okay. early early 2018. No, huh? Yeah, early 2018. I'm I trying think. to remember when Kilbillies broke up and before we kind of got back together. But they, but they, like like but, but the Helmsman kept playing after I left. Right. Like they still, they still would do gigs every once in a while, but it slowed down a lot. Okay. Um, and I think Jake quit after me, and then there was kind of. It was the trio, and then they would play. They would still play, actually, yeah. with you know different drummer. Um, so it was a four-piece band. That was still a pretty solid lineup because you had guitar, uke, bass, drums. Like that's a pretty full. Yeah. That's a pretty full sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then actually, what kind of got me back playing with them again? We did one little show that their drummer they were playing with couldn't make, and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Whatever, it'd be cool to get back with the guys again. You know, we had a little show, whatever. But then we did the LMC live stream. Yeah, and. No rehearsal. It was so last minute because their other drummer was supposed to play with them, and and then he got sick or something, like couldn't couldn't do it. Right. And Derek asked me day of. He's like, "Hey, can you play this thing with us?" Oh, I'm that's like, cool. Yeah, let's do it. No rehearsal, anything. We came in, and I like we were so tight. Like oh, it really, amazing. it really turned like the like all the magic was kind of still there. I felt like that's so. wonderful. And then like as so- as soon as the live stream finished, I'm like. I thought this is real we should get the band back together yeah. boys like, <laughs> yeah. so and then we then we did we we played an awesome show at Guanabanas we're gonna play again at Maxi's like we we'll probably Sick. you know bring back those reunion gigs once in a while they're a lot of fun they're a lot of fun and people come to them people like know the words and yeah. stuff I feel, I feel like people like reunion gigs and mm-hmm. uh, and it's a reason to come out like if you know a band's gonna play five times in your town that weekend like, yeah you know, yeah exactly probably like, won't go to a single one yeah but then if like the band's only gonna play one time that year you know so Show up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of like other projects that you've been in, Adam, um, what uh, could you tell us just a little bit about some of the different stuff you've been doing? Yeah, over the we years? did a we did a weekly jazz uh, quintet in uh, Abacoa for about three and a half years called the Jupiter Jazz Collective. I was right. playing tenor sax. Uh, my yeah. buddy Nathan on vibes. Okay. Uh, vibe beat is his new thing. Okay, Does electronica sick. music with a uh, a MIDI controlled vibraphone. It's pretty wild stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, he's amazing. Vibe then, uh, beat. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. I'll give you one of his CDs. Yeah, man. Um, and then yeah, we we did a few. You know, we tried to rotate the band members. Josh and Mackie were always there on bass and trumpet. Yeah. Uh, two Dreyfus cats, great guys. Yeah. Uh, that was cool to have a weekly show every Wednesday. Um, it didn't pay great, but we got really tight. Yeah. And then Sam played jazz drums I with you us. For... We got really drunk. Well, that too. But <laughs> that's because Brian at Copacabana will Puff make you a mojito course. and put like a bottle of rum in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, then Sam was playing jazz drums with Craig, us for a Craig, long time. Craig, go ahead and cut that bit out. Yeah, cut, cut that out, Craig. Thanks. Um, you can hide a lot of rum in a mojito. That's for true. Sure. Absolutely. All, all that mint, all the sugar, forget yeah, yeah, it. Dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can't I taste go, anything else. I hope there's rum. There's rum. There's rum. <laughs> yeah, Sam jammed with us a lot. It was cool. Brought some guys back from college that I hadn't seen in a while. That was cool to have a little jazz community around yeah yeah but uh covid kind of ruined that one yeah it's right. kind of a drag well, we took that one in news from brief for like a couple two weeks. exactly two weeks we yeah. did and then and we then, had way better crowd response yeah no yeah the jazz <laughs> and the then, jazz thing was kind of you know not working for whatever all that. Uh, so much it, had changed two of the businesses were different and uh, right but yeah you know adam was like hey let's try this with news from brief do this as a weekly weekly thing and it was going great until we did COVID it twice happened. and then <laughs> yeah. and then the world ended yep 
Yeah, it's been nuts. We're the, we're the only survivors. I mean, I gotta say, it was it it was very timely for us because um, basically, I was at this kind of I don't know what to call it really point in my life where I needed to make some changes, and then all of a sudden the entire world closed, and so I was like, oh, I can't. I'll do it what now. a good time. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so it was great. You know, I'd, I'd given up drinking, and I wasn't the one of the big hard things for me in that situation was that. I was going to bars all the time. So all of a sudden I wasn't doing mm-hmm. that. It was great. So I got a little bit of a break and you know and then yeah. once I'd actually figured my brains out and I was a little bit more solid in there regarding that stuff, I could go back in them and mm-hmm. I had enough of a break, you know what I mean? Yeah. And also um we had a lineup change in that time and so we actually had some time to practice, you know? <laughs> so yeah. it was great actually. In many ways it I can't imagine. It's so weird. It was so terrible for the world, but it was so good for me <laughs> the last couple of years. It's really weird. You know, it's a strange thing to admit, but it just mm-hmm. it couldn't have happened at a better time, honestly. Yeah. Some things wait for a shake-up, you know? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what, uh, there was, who was that lady you were playing with for a, for a while? Me? Yeah. A woman? A woman. Besides my wife, I would never. <laughs> um, a lady I was playing with for a I, while. She worked at School of Rock for a bit on the uh, on, on, on the desk. Oh, Nikki Lickstein. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We both played with her for oh, a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, we both yeah. jammed with her. That's why I was confused. I was like, well, if we both played with Nikki, not Nikki. But yeah, Nikki, yeah, she uh, she's up in Nashville now. She's getting her degree. She oh, might really? already. I think she's doing her master's program. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's a lot of fun. She's got a bunch of great tunes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Is she still is she doing a music degree? Is she doing music? Yeah, she got her undergrad. I think she got her undergrad in performance. Okay. And I don't know what she's doing. I mean, she might be doing her master's in songwriting or something. Yeah, I, I, thought, she, it was, I thought it was something else. I apologize, Nikki, for if you end up listening we'll to this. Her, so let's I her Sorry, Nikki. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's zoom her in. Yeah, she's got a bunch of cool originals. He Likes Green Day is my personal favorite. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. she says electric bass in the song, and that's what I play with her. Bass. Oh, yeah. So you get to go. Oh, of course. Does she say drums too at some point? Does she say, I don't know if it, I don't, I don't know the lyrics well enough. Now I feel embarrassed. I don't know if she mentions drums. I feel like no. James, James, can we pipe in Nikki? <laughs> yeah, Nikki Sharon. That's a lot of fun. The Zoom. We did Tiki. We did uh, Salute Market once with her. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, remember Rib Roundup? Rib Roundup, dude. <laughs> that was so sick. That was so fun. Nobody oh gets turned up like like white Republicans at fucking Rib Roundup, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> They're like twelve dollar beer. Give me two. <laughs> yeah, but Fucking like, but God. like also and me because I got really turned up at Rib Roundup. Same got, so got white girl drunk at Rib Roundup. <laughs> <laughs> I was I had the drinks with the umbrellas I on. I feel them. like <laughs> when, if, if should you ever record an original album with you and Bridge, it should be called Sam, Sam got. Sam got white girl drunk at Rib Roundup. All right, you know what? You know what? You might be convincing me. When you, when you write your psychology textbook, title it Sam got. <laughs> and other stories. <laughs> All right, I think it's about time you go and play some music. So, uh, um, yeah, we're going to take a little break from the chat, and you guys go over there and grab your guitars. Awesome. <laughs> Cross the road and I'll sink in the snow From the storms in the east and the south Toward the war, cause it all travels home And the road never slows Fire in the hearth and a string on the bow Keep two feet on the ground and your head on your shoulders Cause it all travels home and the road never slows Never slows When we've seen everything, we'll be off to the sea There's a place on the shore they are waiting Oh, until then, carry on Though the work is never done, carry me Story and song and a meal for 
the restless, you must not give in to fear, though their steel is upon us, cause it all travels home, and the road never slows, never slows, when we see everything, we'll be on to the sea, there's a place on the shore, they are waiting, oh, until then, carry on, though the work done, carry me I, can, you see can you see anything I don't want to be surrounded when I'm all alone, there's a danger I can feel it, there's a devil in the road in the road, in the road, in the road in the road it all travels home and there's nowhere to go where to go, where to go Da 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 da
This episode is brought to you by Oasis Root Carver Bar. Um, you can get coffee and carver and tea in there. It's a real cool spot. It's uh, 185 East Indian Town Road. Um, it's in a, a strip mall called Sea Grape Square. Um, there's, it's, so if you're heading north on US 1 through Jupiter, you take a left on Indian Town Road, and then it is on the right, right before you get to alternate A1A in Sea Grape Square. It's a really cool spot. Um, I'm in there all the time. I've got a bunch of people in there who uh, I consider friends. I really enjoy it. Jim runs it, and uh, he's a really nice bloke, and he's, he's basically his idea for it was to have a nice, light, airy, clean place where there's not this kind of huge, completely incomprehensible menu of strange drinks is just a uh, you know there's one tea you can get and there's and there's the one type of carver i mean you can you know mix them with cream or however you like your carver you can do all the same stuff you do at other carver bars but it's just got a nice simple menu everything's high quality and uh it's chill you know they, they'll they'll put movies on the screen you can sit there and watch a movie you can play video games in there if you want to there's always some uh interesting conversation going in, on in there. You should go check it out. I'm in there all the time, so if, if you want to hang out with me, you find me in there. Um, yeah, so uh, the next thing we are going to... Uh, the, our next sponsor is... Uh, why don't you take it away, Sam? Uh, this episode is also sponsored by Handlebars Bar & Grill, located on US1. If you're heading north, it's going to be just past County Line on the east side of US1. It's a biker bar, so for all you bikers and non-bikers who like biker things, uh, they got great beer on tap, Burnsy makes a hell of a meal it's going to give you all the good food uh second thursday of the month we have bike night from 6 to 9 p.m and on the fourth uh sunday of the month we have the the open jam hosted by ben childs himself from four to seven in the afternoon you know get on out there it's a great time we've played there before it's you know really really an awesome spot foods foods killer parking lot amazing (laughs) <laughs> absolutely and the, the weather uh, rainy <laughs> the just rainy and so um, everyone knows too if you're listening to this and you want to jam or you want to just come and play some tunes you don't have to play with us if you don't want um, it's this Sunday so uh, come come down to Handlebars this to Sunday. sign up for the open jam drop a 20 in news from Bree's tip jar <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> so we've got one more sponsor why don't you take it away Adam do you feel overwhelmed when you walk into your small business or home office yes that's where Harmony Home Management Group comes in We offer everything from a few hours a week of office help to full-service business offerings like bookkeeping, payroll, tax services, data entry, scheduling, invoices, and much, much more. Mary's organizational skills are making her the go-to accountant for artists and musicians of all stripes. She can service all of your business needs and tailor plans specific for your business spectrum. There's no need to stress about the little things in life, so take a deep breath and call Mary at Harmony Management Group at 561-420-5652. That's Mary at Harmony Management Group, 561-420-5652. And tell her Ben and Hector from 561 Music sent you. That's right. Let Harmony Management Group put the zen back into your life. Hell yeah. And Mary is right now helping me with my taxes. So um, everyone be nice to Mary. Mary is about to be helping me out with my taxes. So, <laughs> uh, everybody be really nice to Mary. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. So uh, you just played us a couple of cool songs. Um, why don't you tell us about that original you played first? Uh, that one's called Campaign. Um, and you wrote it basically to get people off your back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's cynicism the whole way down. Um, oh, God. <laughs> What's it really uh, I don't know. I, I had so many things things like like kind of pieces of pop culture in my head uh kind of simultaneously um right. i had just watched the show chernobyl right um so that yeah, was that like was kind of this intense pretty pretty yeah. intense yeah, I yeah a lot about it because um, it's like, you know i'm from europe but it's intense there yeah. yeah um and so campaign it's like referring to like a tabletop rpg yeah. campaign um not like a political campaign and gotcha. you know so I don't know. Like I, I was kind of thinking like the the Tolkien theme of like the characters kind of leaving Middle Earth at the right. end of the story. Like they get to go off, kind of you know across the sea yeah. to Valinor, like eternal rest, all that. So yeah, it's like yeah. you know when we've seen everything, we'll be off to the sea. Oh, nice. It's just kind of like like when we're done here, like when we're done with all this shit. Yeah. You know all this like trudging and journeying and yeah. you know just the the constant beat down of life. Like when we're yeah. done with all this, we'll be off. Yeah, man. You know, and it's like that's kind of like, and I don't even believe in the afterlife, so I don't know what I'm writing about, but... Well, I think... But it's, 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 it's the theme. Similar... It's, like a, it's right. like a mythological theme, and it's very peaceful and calming. Like, it's... Absolutely. And I, here's the thing about that. I'm, I'm not sure I believe in an afterlife either, but I sure as hell simultaneously... Sure as hold... what? 
<laughs> right? I, 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 I sure I, as heck. I just said I don't believe in it. <laughs> but I, here's the thing. I simultaneously don't believe in it and also think all of my um, relatives who passed on are there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're all there. And my dogs my dogs are there. Like, you know, they're not a, they're, they're all at the special farm upstate. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, I, I think it's possible to hold two beliefs in your head simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, well, and then there's like a symbolic belief versus a literal belief like, yeah. where there's symbolism. I don't know. It's, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of value to it. Like there's nothing nothing wrong with, yeah. you know, no, totally. having I, those. I kind of wrote a song that was quite like that recently about my grandma who, who passed away in uh, December. And um, there's a lot of that kind of imagery as well, you know, mm-hmm. getting through life and then going to the, the great beyond. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I agree. You know, even... If, you know, even if it is nothing, it's still like it's still rest. You know, it's still yeah, like it's exactly. still like it's still accomplishment. It's completion. You know? sure, it's sure. like it's, not this. it's like you've you've, you've <laughs> yeah, yeah fulfillment. You fulfill you fulfilled your role here. Yeah. Like you, and that is you know whatever that role was. That whatever was it. that role was. Oh God, <laughs> it's fulfilled. No, don't make me start thinking about that. <laughs> I don't know, music teacher. That's yeah. that's kind of, that's a that's a noble profession. I would say works for me. Yeah, exactly. At least I had fun. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I I, I like that. to think it's a noble oh, profession anyway. <laughs> and then yeah, then you play that banger that we were talking about earlier. We had the Proclaimers. Banger. I was say I was saying to you guys earlier that um yeah, I saw those guys in two thousand and one with my friend Lee. So um uh, my friend Lee died in around um I wanna say twenty eighteen. Hmm. And um and uh me he, he and I, he was my best friend, um we went to uh we went we I just went to visit him because he was at university in Edinburgh. And it just so happened that it was around the time of uh, New Year's Eve. And we all went out and, and, in Edinburgh and we heard the Proclaimers. And I heard that song <laughs> um, just blasting over these enormous speakers as we were running around in the street and kissing pretty Scottish girls. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So the, the next segment in uh, this podcast, and at some point, something we've never done, but something I think we, it's about time we do, especially as, as a music podcast, is write themes for all the different segments. So okay. maybe um, maybe maybe you guys can help us out with that. Hey. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So the next segment is we're going to talk about um, gear, and uh, you have um, a couple of pedal boards that you brought in, don't you? Can you tell us a bit about them, Adam? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so awesome. that's the acoustic rig. Wait, that's the bass rig. That's yeah. the bass rig. So I always start with a preamp. Top right, we got the radial tone bone dual channel bass preamp. Yep. Um, I feel like everything can just be solved by running something through a preamp, something that gives you control over the input level, the output level, especially when you're using, like, a freaking stupid earthquake or reverb pedal that doesn't work. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's got a built-in boost. That's bitching. It's got an effects loop, so I could just send an XLR out to the mains. Love that. Yeah. Then we go into the T-Rex Quint, which I got from Easton. That's got an octave up, a fifth up, and an octave down. And a a regular. Do you use the fifth up ever? Oh, no. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. Consecutive fifths. <laughs> then you got to go into the carbon copy deluxe, which I like less than the regular carbon copy uh, because, I don't know, I don't use anything on this that the MXR carbon copy doesn't use, so right. that I, that doesn't have. So Gotcha. Then the analog chorus, I don't know, it sounds good on bass. You can dial out the bass or the treble, so you cut all the treble, just right. washy, yeah, yeah. subterranean, subaquatic nonsense. Interesting. Oh, I forgot about the compressor. I bought that from Sam, the OB-1. It's an mm. optical compressor. Right. And then into the reverb and delay at the end, which I only use the reverb I on. I don't even know what optical compressor means, I don't think. It converts the input quarter-inch signal to an optical signal. Okay. Compresses that and right. then converts it back to a low-Z quarter-inch output. Oh, right. I have no idea why that's better. <laughs> yeah. But obviously it's better. It's obviously <laughs> better than a regular compressor. Look at it. It's, know, it's, it's fucking orange. It's looks spectacular. <laughs> it's got two buttons. <laughs> what do you need two buttons? <laughs> <laughs> so that's the bass rig you can press the shit out of it you put some chorus on it you're fine yeah there you go perfect what's the next one? Oh, that's the sax rig that's a little lackluster because I took the tube preamp off because it stopped working after a beer became one with it right um, <laughs> I know I know that pain <laughs> so you got the hog too I basically built the board for the hog too um, yeah. it's like the quint from the previous board but massively superior 
Right. Um, it tracks a little faster, um, and it's got like these organ draw bars that do more than just the octave and fifth. It does the third and a ninth and a bunch of other crazy crap. Oh, cool. And basically, if you turn it all all the way up, it just sounds like a big fat organ with the root. Oh, that, wow. But it just sounds really harmonically rich. <laughs> I can it's, imagine it. Yeah, it's really gross. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> and then I use that with sax, so you have to have a compressor. Otherwise, it just becomes an absolute feedback machine when you put the distortion pedal on, right, which is yeah. next. The OCD is apparently the only overdrive. That sounds good with a saxophone. Right. I tried the Crayon from uh, Electroharmonix. I tried the Russian Big Muff. I tried, oh, my God, the one of the Strymon ones, the red one. Uh, I don't know. They all sounded, like, bad. But this, this one very, sounds good. This is very interesting for me because I play sax in my band, too. And it's definitely um, – I'm always looking for ways to uh, be parted with uh, hundreds of dollars for pedals. So oh, yeah. I think it's time I built myself a sax rig. Dude, do it. I've never looked back. Yeah, yeah. It's a, awesome. A uh, Crucial Edition might be the mainframe bit crusher. Oh, well, yeah. If you're not bit crushing your saxophone, you're really not playing saxophone. <laughs> you're not living. No, you've got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Did we get to all of them then? Oh, no. There's another delay. You can't see it because of the light, but that's just the regular carbon copy that I like more than the other one. And right. then uh, the JHS Chorus, that white one yeah i'm gonna get around to painting something on that but not yet gotcha that's cool the um i was trying to think who was it who had a sax uh, um marcus from um who was in spread the dub i don't know if i don't know if he rejoined i'm not sure anyway he was in spread the dub at one point left yeah. i don't know if he's back in or not but anyway cool guy and he does he, he plays jazz too and he has a pretty interesting one i think he's got a looper on his too but he, yeah. he uses all sorts of he's stuff. big into the electronic sax stuff he's yeah he's, he's awesome at that stuff i think he's uh, better at putting together a sax board than i am but i saw yeah he brought it in actually on the podcast it was pretty impressive looking and, up a picture of his I board. Know, is yeah. it better than mine is it better than mine <laughs> yeah. i went to uh i went to 4010 one time and like you know he showed me around it too and i had a bit of a mess about with it it's cool cool very cool yeah absolutely um, all right, so basically that's us. So, um, the last thing that we do on here is we um, just find out if you guys are playing anywhere and uh, when Let's and where the and when can people Rick see Rick and Barrel on Friday. Yeah. yeah. That's Friday the 28th. That's awesome. January. We, we share a lot of gigs. We play a bit Brick and Barrel. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. What time are you there? Nine to midnight. Yeah. Midnight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little late, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, then we're, then we're a little light on, uh, on Helmsman gigs. I mean, we're all playing like different gigs, but Helmsman gigs aren't. I don't have anything actually till the end of February the 25th. That's brick again. Okay. Um, but you know we're always playing like you know we, we play DOS a lot. We play Castaways in Singer Island now and then. We play places up in Stewart. You know. Yeah. All sorts of different. I'm going to see what spots. we're doing this weekend. So yeah. my weekend is going to be interesting because the wheel fell off my car this afternoon. So uh, which, which is, is just which is so bonkers. It's terrifying. Like, I fell off my car when I'd got where I was going as well, which kind of feels like God the, was playing a joke or something. It's like, you know, it, it, why didn't it happen when I was going yeah, 50 like, miles But like, hour, yeah, right? like, what, what, <laughs> like what you did when, when you told us about that earlier, it's like, oh, that's a new thing to be afraid of that I never have thought about. <laughs> like, oh, the wheels can come off while I'm going? In fairness, I do have a pretty old beaten up car, so there's probably a lot to but do But yeah, with that's, it. that's something I never would have ever <laughs> thought about. And now it's like a thing. It's like, well, it's is, yeah, is, is, my, is it my wheels going to fall? Is, off? is, it, is it happening? <laughs> <laughs> is it is it today? Sam well, I definitely know what to. I <laughs> so definitely know what, how it feels over. now. I definitely know what to look out for if it does happen. Because like it's uh, today, the day I sail off from the Grey Havens, <laughs> <laughs> <A> swift sunrise, <laughs> straight At to Valinor, the- baby. <laughs> You're so yeah, to <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure how I'm going to get to ER Bradley tomorrow, but I will be there from six to nine. But no one's going to um, care about that I'll anyway because this you. comes out. Um, carry on my shoulders. <laughs> yeah, carry there. The, this podcast comes out three hours hours after that gig, so that's not a big deal. <laughs> but the um, the important ones is Walking Tree Brewery yes. up in Vero, which rocks. is a real cool place. And then uh, we're playing there on Friday from eight to eleven, and then the day after. We are also playing in Vera at the Kilted Mermaid from 8 to 11. Nice. So, nice. yeah, it's all, it's all uh, Vera stuff. And then on Sunday from 4 to 7, I am jamming out with whoever wants to come. It's a very open, fun, and chill and free jam. So come hang out at Handlebars Remember, from that's 4 to 7. $20 in News from Breeze tip jar to sign up. <laughs> we'll put the Venmo on the link. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. All right. Well, um, I'm actually kind of, you know, 
I don't feel bad about um, filling news from Bree's coffers. I feel like feel like news from Bree is an important thing that needs to be around for a long time. <laughs> We're a bad risk. I would just keep your money. Just hold if on I to it. I just get enough gas money to get home. <laughs> <laughs> paycheck to paycheck over here. Head them out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's super nice having known you all these years. Super nice having you guys working around the corner from my house and seeing you when I need stuff like mm-hmm. and coming in and chatting to you guys. And it is uh, super nice having you on the podcast. Yeah, so awesome. Thanks for, thanks, for, thanks, for, thanks for having yeah, us. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, awesome. Peace. Check it out.